0: You're about to listen to a message from the Life Point Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Shame to all the men. Who saw the women dragging? Anyway, Hebrews chapter 6, and from... Oh, no, it's 5, actually. Hebrews chapter... F, okay, I'm going to come to it. Hebrews chapter 6, yep, and... Scripture, I'm looking for is from verse 12. Yep, so I'll probably read. Yeah, from verse 12. Hebrews 6 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He says in the NIV, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. 13 When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, He swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves. And the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his promise very clear, to the hairs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters into the inner sanctuary It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. All right, so five pillars of godly wealth. And a couple of things I'll pull out of here every now and then. But I like that how it starts, 6.12. It says, do not be lazy, do not be sluggish. And so I think at some point, one of the pillars we'll talk about it's just how God has empowered Christians, those who trust in Him, to walk, and not just walk as on the cross, but walk productively. And so, as Christians, there's there's a pillar that has to do with our application of effort. But it's not in vain. It's not of the flesh. It is there's a quality, and we'll talk about that at some time. But I like pillars. Um, I don't know a lot about building houses, but. I know sometimes they tell you this pillar is carrying load, and this pillar is not carrying. If you have pillars in a house, I like that scripture in George's um, when Samson, I think it is, is at the end near the end of his life, and he's at that place where he's you know he's gone through all the issues. His, uh, Delilah has you know shaken her Brazilian weave for him, and they've taken cut off his own. Israelite wig, and he's now without strength, gotched out his eyes, and he says to a young boy in the temple as they're making spot of him, he says, would you show me the pillars upon which this temple stands? And, and you know, he feels for the pillars and then pulls down the house and everybody. But I've always kept that in mind as I realized that when you consider different things in life, it's always useful to understand what holds them up? Our start discussion this morning is about the blessing. The blessing. Um, God has a track record of providing for his own people. God has a track record of providing for his own people. I'm going to end up talking about the inheritance of... That we have the inheritance. That's the blessing. That's where I'm going to end up, and it's important. But I just want to lay this foundation that God has a habit, if you would like to call it that. Of just you know, people have habits. People have. Um, after you've known someone for a while, you know what is customary, right? Uh, my wife has habits. She just likes to wake up in the morning and just be nice to me. It's a habit and a prophecy, okay, (laughs) just habitually nice, you know, if I get a call from my wife at about five o'clock, six o'clock, that is her. what do you want to eat call, it's a habit, so in my mind, I prepare a thought, some pounded yam, and so that's a habit, Um, who else do I know that well, Wumi, the chief of staff, has a, has habits, trademarks, aggressive habits, just cause that's how she shows me you love. you not call me since I, I, know, I know that's how she shows me that she loves me. But God has trademarks, He has a track record of blessing his own people. In Psalm thirty-seven and twenty-seven, Psalm thirty-five and 30, and twenty-seven, scripture says, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has a pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Speaking about God's relationship with Israel, when you read the Psalmist 105, Psalm 105 and verse 27, it says, God, he also brought them out with silver and gold. There was none feeble among his tribes. And you know it's it's I think this is actually the first time we're teaching actively a bit extensively about wealth and finance at life point. Because sometimes it, it's easy to to shy away from it because when we talk about the church in our day and our faith in our day. A lot of what you hear is very negative in the space about money, like, ah, oh, Christians and money. And, you know, and there's, there's people like, no, just serve God and don't talk about money. And, and so, this whole concept about wealth is one that's important. And I think it's useful to start saying that look, there's something called godly wealth. There is something called godly wealth. I mean, you all you know that, right? <laughs> You know, living in Africa, I think it's only in Africa you hear things like, they kill somebody for ritual, money ritual. You know, because I don't think they do it in London. I, don't, I haven't checked. Those of you who have been away for a long time, I don't know. You can, But you know, I think it's very strange. If, if you open the papers in Australia tomorrow, like, man killed for money-making ritual. You know, it's like, what is that? How does that even work? We, we love young people. And if you are nearer to people, it's like, I've done, the bad people have warned me not to mention their name, but if you're nearer to places like that, in that side, when they say, oh, they use the man to make money, you're you're comfortable in that thought, you're like, yeah, okay, it happens. You've not really seen it, I hope you've not, but you know, you're comfortable you're like, yeah, they just made money, so when we're growing up, they tell you how they that the guy then has something in his room (laughs) and just calls it, money just comes out, money. You wonder where they even get the serial numbers and and all from. <laughs> but there's wealth that comes from the devil. One of the temptations that Jesus faced is where he tells him, I will give you X and Y and Z. So there's wealth that is diabolical in nature. I just, it's a good place to start to say, please, if anybody ever comes to you and says, I will take you to this place or these people, don't, I beg you, I, normally, somebody said, I, You know, I, there's this man. There's this place. Don't go with them. Uh, help me tell the person next to you. Please don't go with them. Please. Oh, oh God, please. I beg you now. Okay? I beg. Don't go with them. Because uh, what the devil gives with one hand, they say he collects with the other hand. As the writer says in Proverbs. <laughs> 10 and verse 23. I'm going a bit ahead of myself, but just as well. That the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. So when we talk about godly wealth, it's more than just money. We'll come there very quickly. But it's that it's a complete package. It does not destroy the owner. Now there's wealth that you can make by just the observance of the principles of making money. The Bible says that in Proverbs 24, that through wisdom, a house is built and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So there are natural principles for making money. And you should learn that. That's why you go to business school. Going to business school doesn't mean you will make money. But you will go because you know it helps you. You would read all sorts of books. And you should. I've gone to business school. It helps. It does help a lot. In Luke 12, Jesus describes a man who has made tons of money. It's not written there, but he perhaps had made $29.5 In his account and he was doing well he was alright if you and I saw that man in today's Lagos you would say that man had hammered, he, had, he was doing very well but there was something incomplete about his experience it was purely the riches that had come by human exertion but godly wealth you know Is that which is a complete package. Uh, Proverbs says, makes rich, adds no sorrow. In fact, godly wealth is more than just money. Godly wealth is more. In fact, scripture speaks about something it calls the wealth of the wicked. The wealth of the wicked. Uh, The writer of Proverbs will say, wealth gained by dishonesty. Will diminish, but he who gathers by labor will increase. It will say that the good man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner or the wicked is stored up for the righteous. So, let me ask the person next to you: so How wealthy are you? Please, I don't need figures; just ask questions, just a general question: <laughs> How wealthy are you? Okay, so this is my first big statement: that godly wealth comes from the activation of the blessing of god that's the blessing that proverbs chapter 10 says makes rich and adds no sorrow and if you read through scripture you begin to realize and i come to uh abraham very quickly that god is in the habit of blessing the people become wealthy rich but you find that it's more than just money. It's more than just money. Bible speaking um, about God and Solomon. In First Kings chapter 3 and verse 11. It says, then God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life to yourself, nor have you asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked the life of your enemies, but have asked yourself for yourself Understanding to descend justice. I'm reading First Kings three from eleven down. He says, "Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall there be anyone, anyone, any like you arise after you." Verse thirteen says, "But I have also given what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so there shall not." Be anyone like you among the kings all your days. When you're speaking about Isaac, again, don't forget, God has a trademark, He has a track record. Speaking about Isaac, Genesis 26, and verse 13. Bible says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. 13 says, the man. Isaac began to prosper, Uh, my translation says, and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of heads and a great number of servants, so the Philistines envied him. The, the amplifier says the man became very great or became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and extremely distinguished. Help me ask the person next to you, are you serving the same God? <laughs> because it's either, and so this is the, the, the submission I need us to make today. So God has a track record of blessing people. He says the silver is mine, the gold is mine. Is either he's done that and then stopped, or when this whole business of the church Christianity started, been born again, that God has then said, "Hey, so this was just be born again, but no blessing." And that's important. That's important. Because as I prepared for this, one thing that is like a phrase about the inheriting the blessing that's important the the blessing is bigger than money the blessing is actually we we kind of define define it loosely as the empowerment to prosper so it's not so when you say somebody is blessed it's not because you saw a G-Wagon that he's blessed, no so he can be blessed and not have a G-Wagon but he's blessed it's a divine force. It's a mandate. <laughs> uh, it gives you the power. You know, the Bible says, I'm the one who gives you the power to create wealth. The blessing is bigger than money. Of course, the blessing will manifest in riches and in wealth, but it's bigger than money. It's far bigger. There are things, and you'll know this, I'm sure, there are things which are more important than money eventually. You know the people, you could be a billionaire and be terminally ill. And you know that it's likely that if you have a choice, they say to you, this is your 30 billion or your health, you might give them. I think that's where the robbers got that phrase, your money or your life. I don't know. So peace, a good name, Scripture 6, is even bigger or better than money. The challenge about being rich, in quote, without the blessing is that it will bring you to a place where you worship money and possessions. Very important. So so the blessing, like I said, is more than just possessions, more than things that you can't see. Electricity flows, you can't see it. It shows up in light. The wind blows, you can't see it. You can feel its effects. So, Genesis 12, God has this discussion with Abraham. I'm just trying to figure out this question. Does the church, are we called, I mean, you probably know this already, but it's important to lay this premise. Is the church blessed? Will that blessing, should it manifest in money? Yes, no, maybe not. Let's see. Genesis 12, God has this discussion with Abraham. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who causes you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Uh, I think he repeats the same declaration over Abraham. Chapter 22 of Genesis 15 It says, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn. Now this is what the writer of the book of Hebrews refers to in the scripture we started out with. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, Because you have done this, and I have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. To your seed, all in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Um, this scripture, Galatians, I'm going to read now. I would like you to please read it during the week because it's important. Because it kind of begins to draw the link. We'll also read Hebrews five again. It begins to draw the link. And the scripture, Galatians 3.8, foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. Verse 9 says, So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham if you read further down you see where it begins to say Christ has redeemed us from the course of the law for it is written cost is everyone who hangs upon the tree he says that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus by faith even the promise of the spirit I read Hebrews 5 again to our hearing. So, and I kind of read a lot of scriptures. So I get a lot of well, one of my close friends tells me, I read a lot of scriptures in church. I'm like, yeah, but it's church. You know. But but I kind of, it's important for me to lay this foundation because every other thing we then discuss about godly wealth, I think, is premised from on this. He says, When God made the promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, "I will, surely I will bless you and give you many, many descendants. Oh, verse 12 is what I was looking for. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. And then he goes ahead to explain what has been promised. There's a blessing of God on the earth. And if you read through Abraham's life, the Bible says it's the same blessing that you begin to see in Isaac's life, where the Bible says he becomes rich, very rich, very, very rich. But that blessing is bigger than money. It's bigger than what you see on the outside. It's God commanding you to prosper. And you know, scripture says here and there that it's an inheritance we then have by faith. So if the Christian is blessed, why do you have poor Christians? Why do you have poor Christians? I was having a chat with a, a couple of you know, very nice young gentlemen i think during the week and we're talking about what does it even mean to be successful how much is how do you know you have made it in life how much should you have how much you yes (laughs) how much should you have before you know you have made it personally or impersonally how much (laughs) rough figure A trillion naira? Why? What what are you doing with this? <laughs> what do you do with a trillion naira? Can afford anything. No. A trillion naira, you're a country. And <laughs> but really how much should you have? Just tell the person next to you. Just ask them out of curious. How much should you have before you know that you are blessed or you can become how much? The challenge with modern dinner, if I'd asked this in 1986, in my father's church, my mother's church, ah 2 million, a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people next in passing, 30 billion, 45. But if the blessing of God is upon someone who is, if, if, if there's a blessing upon someone who has gotten saved by faith, how do you, why, why will the person remain poor? Um, a friend of mine Very recently came into an inheritance. That's interesting. I don't think, a lot of us, I don't know how many people here have ever inherited something. Um, And I remember saying to her, Oh my God, I said, I hope you go to work the next day. (laughs) And I said, Please don't talk to your boss anyhow, because you know, there's a way you can come into an inheritance. You just go to work and, like, Look, I can't take this anymore. (laughs) No, no, honestly, I can't take this No, I can't, I can't. You can't talk to me anymore. How much are you paying me? What's all this? In fact, she said something that I found amusing. She said the day the inheritance arrived in her account, that the next day her account officer called her, that we just want to greet you. (laughs) I'm not joking, I'm not joking. That we just want to greet you. Just want to see how you are. Before that, (laughs) I'm not sure she even knew that she had an account of it. And I'm not sure the account officer even knew that he had an account. <laughs> and, and so, this whole concept about inheriting the blessing is an important one. Um, the interesting thing about, if I say to you, look, I've got 30 billion. This 30 billion figure, stop it. <laughs> guy's not paying me. I've got 25 billion. That's mine, Okay. Or maybe 35. <laughs> all right? And look, I just want to bless you. I just want to bless you. are going to inherit it after I go. Now, two things happen. You become very excited. Ah! 25 billion. And Pierre is my friend. He likes me. You're going to inherit part of it. All right? He likes me. Worst case, worst case. Even if it's only 1 billion that he gives me, my life will not be the same again. You also find it challenging to pray for me to live long because you're like, <laughs> I should pray for him. You should live long, but God, don't you need him in heaven? <laughs> and you're very keen because you know that you want to come into that which is in your your inheritance. How do you so the blessing is there, and the blessing is real. It's, it's real. It's bigger than things. It's, it's not things. It's bigger than things. But how, how how do you deal with this? Okay, so you say I'm born again. I've inherited the blessing, the same blessing that was on Abraham. But I don't see it manifest in my life. How does it work? Is it something, How how do I... Activate it. How do I? Where? What? What? I just introduced this. In Luke 15, it speaks about the prodigal son. He had gone away from home. The Bible says he had stuff to spend, so he spent all his stuff. And then he gets to a place where he doesn't have any money. He doesn't have anything. Luke 15, I think, as we read from 17, it says, the Bible says, one day he came to himself and he realized whose son he was. The Bible says, he began to say to himself, Look, even the servants in my father's house have bread enough and to spare, but here I perish. With hunger, it says, "I will go home. I will go home." One of the first things this I, I try to discuss faith very carefully because I realize that there's a way that we can teach faith that it seems like a mechanical exercise. But one of the things that you and I must do as Christians is ask ourselves. From Scripture, determine: Have I inherited a blessing or not? Hebrews six, Hebrews five, says. Hebrews six says that we are not. So we don't want you to be lazy, but followers of those who through faith and patience. So your faith matters. In fact, with the blessing, you know, I, I say, look. One of the things that God does when He blesses people you see this in his walk with Abraham, is that he first, because the blessing has to first affect their heart and their mind and what they believe in their heart. In fact, they tell you that men, will, people will generally try to reduce their circumstances to what is in their heart. If you give, when they tell you people who win the lottery, for example, who won a jackpot, a million dollars, a million pounds, and that it doesn't take a long time for you to really see. Except by the mercy of God, sometimes those people end up being broke. I mean, you've heard about sports people who make tons of money and then three years after become really, really broke. By the way, if, if Neymar is related to any of you, would you just invite him to church <laughs> soon, okay? I would like to hear his God experience. <laughs> So do you even believe that God has blessed you in Christ? And that's important. Do you even believe? Is there because we're talking about you inheriting the blessing? Galatians three, eight says it's by those who are by faith, it says to just live by faith. Do you even believe? do, do I even believe? that god that God has blessed me it's very important so how okay so how does this work how does this how do I walk in faith regarding the blessing of God? I'll say three things, and this is important you know um, if I said to you that whole, I'm going to, you're going to inherit something from me out of my 25 or 35 billion. Even while I am alive, something changes in your mind, in your heart. Let's even say I say to you, but that inheritance will be yours in 2020, which is three years time. Something changes in your mind something changes you. Something cha- when people see you during the week, they know. They can tell. You're suddenly happy. Even the person that was owing, that you're owing money and you've been dodging, when you see him the next day, there's confidence. How are you? So, but how fast my, my my 10K? Chief, just relax. Is it because of 10K you're talking? <laughs> he said, but if it's, yeah, it's, 10K, it's 10K, give my No, don't worry. Just relax. If I if you just you say look if you know if you know who I am you will not talk to me if I, if you know who I am you will give me 100k yes. but there's something that and I say this and it sounds like a joke but it's important because my question to you is what has changed in your heart because of the blessing that you have inherited in Christ Jesus says that when you have new wine You put it in new wineskin. So when we read through scripture, it's important that we begin to feel our heart with just a knowledge of how God works with his people. A knowledge of God's promises concerning us as people particularly regarding wealth and the blessing. It's important that you solve for who your source is and who you are focused on when it comes to wealth. It's important that I stay where God can reach me and where he can teach me. Hmm. I think it's Abraham in one discussion and I liked how he phrases it. He says, look, um, the man, someone wants to give him something. And he says, no, I'm I'm not going to receive this from you. He says, lest it be said, or any man will say that I made Abraham rich. How, How do you, you know, that's Genesis 14, 23. How do you, how does someone get to that place? So someone calls you, ah, not... I just like the way you play the keyboard for me when, when, uh, when I'm preaching. So I have five cars. Come and take the a G wagon red leather seats. 5,000 kilometers on it. I know you will like it. And that says to me, no. P.I. <laughs> says, no, I'm not taking it. He says, lest any man will say P.I. made me rich. And so but he didn't say he didn't say no, I don't want it because I have more than enough. He said, I don't want and this he said, Look, I don't I will receive this from you because there are certain things I have processed on my inside and I realize who my source is and I will not corrupt that. So I spent time searching through scripture. I spent time searching through scripture. I spent time with God, discussing with him, talking to him about... You know, one of my favorite psalms in Psalm 73, the psalmist says, look, I considered the prosperity of the wicked. He says, and my feet was nearly taken away from under me. He says, but until I entered into the sanctuary of the Lord. He says, then I saw the outcome. Because what happens if you continually consider the prosperity of the wicked is that after a while you are drawn away from your place in God. I don't know about you, but you know there's a way you can see a display of wealth in a city like Lagos? And sometimes you just vex. Like, what's all this? Do they forbid Range Rover in my family? <laughs> you know sometimes you social media you just wake up in the morning and you see somebody posted a stack of dollars why what what's the what's all this tension why and you're very aware of what you have or don't have so my question to you is of the inheritance this inheritance what do you know about it i mean this month we're going to do our best to teach but When was the last time you sat down with the Bible to understand how God has blessed you? Because it's easy. (laughs) It's easy. It's easy to walk in ignorance. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Can a Christian be poor? Yes. Blessed, but poor. I know this is sometimes for some people a sensitive subject where you say, look, I'm, but Idris, you don't understand where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a place of disadvantage I'm coming from. And um, And I understand that. But you see, God is not a respecter of persons. When he called our father, Abraham, he specifically said to him, come out of the place where you've been. One thing I do as I walk in faith regarding the blessing, that I circumcise my heart. What does that mean? I mean, if you've been here a while, you know, I keep saying how Luke 12 and 15 is one of my favorite scriptures. the Bible says that man says beware of covetousness. It says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. In fact, when you read Luke 12 all the way down, it begins to talk about the different ways to be rich, and it says you can be rich towards God. So when I circumcise my heart, what it is is that I give no space or accommodation for greed, for selfishness, or for covetousness. So it's important. It's important. When God, so, so preparing for this, I, I said, "Look, you know, reading, oh, God blesses people." And I realize we always think about Solomon and think that God blessed him just because he gave a clever answer to the question. So, for some of you, if God shows up and says, "What do you want?" in your mind, you're like, "Ah, oh. <laughs> it's a trick question." See, the last guy who answered this question, he said, Lord, I just want wisdom. And God said, okay. Please don't make that mistake. If <laughs> you can say, I want wisdom and riches. But, and I said, oh, Solomon gave this wise answer, and this beautiful answer, God said, I will bless you. And then, it struck me that we then also forget that Solomon was the one who God had always assigned to build the temple in the stead of his father. And you don't build the temple with just wisdom alone. So you look at Jesus' life and you find expressions of the blessing where Jesus, his disciples, have been, they've been fishing all night, catching nothing. Jesus shows up, instruction, They can't catch everything. They can't pull everything in themselves. They need to pay taxes. Jesus says, go fish here. Take coin. They need to feed a crowd. Jesus, is there anybody who's got food? It's a miracle. They need, you know, if you read through it. In fact, some of the accounts as Jesus' life on earth comes to a close are a bit confusing. Because sometimes he just says to them, go to that city, tell the man up there, we're going to use the place. And you're like, you you wonder, did he have a discussion in advance? Sometimes he says, go there, tell them, that donkey, we need it. He says, if anybody asks you, tell them, the master has need of it. What you find is that those who, the Bible says we inherit the the promises by faith and patience. One one of this Sundays we will talk about the love process and how that godly wealth is built over time. One of the challenges, and and I see people, I see people in this generation who are sad for no reason. So, when you are in the stage when you should be meeting people. in public transportation, just enjoying it and learning the language of the city and all that stuff. You are angry because of people who are driving You know, a car. But what you don't understand is it's patience and that where those guys are, those guys were where you were 20 years ago. So why should you let them put pressure on you? You should smile at them. You should wave at them. You should take it as an advert of your future, a prophecy. But we'll come to that. But but faith, there is a state of mind where you realize, look, I'm, I'm, I'm carrying something. And you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. I worry that too many of us are too far from God when it comes to wealth and money, it's not a sign of being spiritual. Like I said about Solomon and the temple, it's also very tied to your purpose. It's very tied to the kingdom. He says unto Abraham, "I will bless you, not just so that you can pepper them or show them. No. He says, but that you would be a blessing. So what I find about those who walk in faith concerning the blessing is that they make plans for the kingdom. I'll tell you what that means. I find that, this is something I've found in our lives, I find that sometimes in life, anyone who's built a house before will tell you, that sometimes you want to start a house, you want to build a house, and you say, oh, look, I I only have five million naira. Well, what happens is you put a five million naira down and they'll tell you two years later they don't know where all the money came from. Because, well, they know where the money came from. They should know. The EFCC will ask them and they have to explain. They should know where the money came from. But what happens is that you begin to pull resources that you did not even know were there. But they were there. I remember when we bought our first house, we, didn't have all the, we definitely didn't have all the money at the time we started. We've lived in the house for four years because, you know, week after week, ideas came up, things we could do, things we could, and and it was just amazing. And what people who, one of the ways of interacting in faith with the blessing, one of the ways of inheriting this is what plans you have for being a blessing on the earth. I remember my friend. My friend saying to me, years ago, so in my first year, when one million naira was still something, he said to me, he said, Idris, in front of his father's house, and he says, if God gave you a million naira now, what would you do with it? Ha. I will have it, <laughs> but at the time, in honesty, I didn't have a plan. And if, as I speak to you, if your answer to what you would do with a millionaire is that you will buy a bag or a shoe, God needs to meet with you. <laughs> but, but, but hang on. What would you do with 10 million? For some of you, you already have 10 million, so let's stretch it a bit. What would you do with 50? What would you do with 100? Pastor Tolu. Sweetheart, I know what you would do with a hundred. You'll give it to me, Abby. After your time. But Caleb, what will you do with a billion naira? You sack me as your boss. <laughs> Pierre, that's it. I'm working for you anymore. I'm going. IBK, what will you do with five billion naira? Because what it is is you find the children of God who are blessed by faith. So when you open the inner workings of their mind, it's limited to income that they have. And that's a challenge because that's not how the blessing works. And that's a challenge because you also cannot pull on the blessing with the kind of plans that you have made referencing your current income. And so what being kingdom-minded means? So if you see the way God talks to Abraham, He says, and he says all the nations of the world Abraham had not traveled. It wasn't the time of the internet. It wasn't, he had not gone anywhere. But God begins to stretch his mind. He begins to explain to him the kind of things he's looking to do through his life. A Christian can be blessed and be poor if they refuse to walk by faith and patience and if they refuse to let the picture, the purpose of God grow in their hearts. I mean, there are other things, but if they refuse to do that, what will happen is that the Christian will not inherit their promises, not inherit the blessing, not inherit, they will simply walk within the confines of that which is normal and natural. Some of us are already, you can already, you're already you can see how your career is going. Some of you walk in the uh, Maybe you work in. I used to work at PwC. Maybe you work at PwC. And you already have calculated it. Two years time, I'll be a manager. The manager ends. I don't know what the manager ends. Let's say, for sake of argument, five million. I say, in another five years. I'll pray. God will bless me. I will be. I'll be a senior manager. I'll end seven point five. Those figures are small, right? The small figures, right? Kind of, okay, that's that's more. Let's okay. But you know, you kind of said you know when you will end twenty million. You know when you will end 50, and you say, When I make a partner, ha! Then I will end, I will not even be earning salary, I will end the bonus. And I hear the partners make. And you kind of defined your life around that. But my sense is that God is calling us to a place of faith in Him concerning the blessing where the pictures in your heart are bigger than just servicing you as a person. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ needs to be preached across the world. When we say there's money that needs to be put into the kingdom, one of the things I must say, and I think we can boldly say it in our house, I mean our house... Elevation Church, we're part of Elevation Church. Is that you know that when we put money, when you give, for example, when you bring money to church, you pay your tithes and your offerings. You do know they are used properly. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I've, I never said it to you guys, but interesting that at Life Point, um, none of your pastors or ministers draw a salary. Is that right? Is any of you drawing a salary yet? Not to my knowledge. All right. Um, one of you is on stuff. But we don't. And in terms of so we 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 in terms of how we manage the resources that God gives us, oh we do our best. We we have one or two serious accountants who look at everything. In fact, we've and I learned this from my pastor. The way we've set up the structures is that I don't think there's any payment that happens in our church that one person alone signs and. And says, Oh, you just go. That's why I have 50 million to me. And, and I say that because you need to realize that what God wants to do on the earth, there are places on reach. I, I was talking to people uh, earlier about soul winning. It's called soul winning because it's a fight. There are missionaries that need to be sent out. You look at our country, and they're, they're there's there's signs and wonders that need to happen in our country. I explain what I mean. The signs and wonders Jesus would heal. He would provide food. He wasn't just because he wanted to provide alternative medical care. No. He was opening up the hearts of the people to God. Bible says he acted out of love, compassion. But once he did it, they like oh, show us God. There are signs. So some people will in here, you would build a school or a bunch of schools and it will be a sign and a wonder. It was something that will point people to God. And so you need to stop thinking about this trajectory that you are on, where you're just trying to break through and buy a house, buy a car, marry that girl in the choir. No, no. Someone God wants to build hospitals around this place. You and I know, in fact, most—I mean, you probably know this—that most of the wealthy people in our country do not reference Nigeria when it comes to healthcare. Their healthcare plans reside abroad. When they have serious health, in fact, most of you here, when they say where are you going to have you marry, where are you going to have your children? America. <laughs> and sometimes it's not just because you want the passport, but sometimes it's just because you think the healthcare is better. I, I, I take One of the reasons you even trust God for divine health in Nigeria is that sometimes you just don't want to go to our hospital. If for nothing, you know, you can be abroad and just like, well, divine health, or divine health, well. Here, you need divine health. (laughs) You need divine health. But our healthcare system is in such a place that you need Christians to literally, you need people, yeah, to open up hospitals. On the other hand, healing people so that people come to you and say how is this being done and then you t- look eh? the person who can offer primary health care in our country to millions of people whatever the person is preaching the people will follow And I say this: this is, so, if the man says, "Come, you, you don't have money. Come, would would manage your health or would treat you," the people will follow. I mean, we're back to a again. But I think it was Ibadon, that They used to have this popular politician that used to just share amala and stuff, right? He's gone now. It's, gone, it's going to be. But he, ah, what kind of what kind of what kind of place is that? How did it? But true, spread ba- banquet amala eat. you like people who don't know what's happening. Oh, people come. And when they finish, tell them, we are voting for Tolu. Yes, sir. And please come back tomorrow. In fact, what are you saying? Take away. <laughs> and so when you think of wealth on the earth, when you think of this business of the blessing, it's more than what you would wear. It's more than the size of this TV in your house. It's more than what you would drive. Okay. Help me ask the person next to you. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Are you blessed? The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about I think on the Thursday, starting this Thursday, we'll do, uh, we call them honest conversations. So this honest conversations about money. So we'll have fairly candid conversations about money. Please come on the Thursdays. But on the Sundays, we'll teach about the principles. My charge to us, message is done. Is I beg you not to remain poor. In your thinking and in your mind, the first place to start is in scripture. Is in prayer. Is in scripture. What has God said about me? I know some of you are very you are rich already. They, when they gave birth to you, at the hospital in America, they even used branded uh, Louis Vuitton towel. To you are rich already. But you see, God, what God wants to do with you is bigger than the wealth of your parents. What God wants to do with you is bigger than the money your parents did not have. I, 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 this is, for me, so important because, you know, over the next five to ten years, if Christ tarries. We'll see you know, we'll see we'll see awesome things happen in our country. We'll see God literally, you you would I think it would become more obvious. You would literally see God fighting for the hearts and the souls of people. And there are things which need to be done. There they're shelters for homeless people that need to be built. There's there's our prisons are, are literally just whole... They're, they're just, we're just time people. Just, they're not prisons. But my point is there's so much that needs godly people to step in so the gospel will have a voice there. Because on, on the flip side is that if we keep shying away, you would find people with another message will perform signs and wonders and they will preach their message the bible says that when god sent moses when moses did one sign and the pharaoh's people say ah snake falabi throw your own uh, moses uh, pharaoh said ah look nice, the same thing but they got to a place and a realm where they could not follow anymore when I say God will bless you and make you rich, please understand it's more than it's more than a designer outfit too. Oh. No, you would wear designer outfits if that's what tickles your fancy. If you want them to sew badge on the whole of your back, the back of your shirt, they will sew, don't worry. You tell them sew it like this, it's not fine, don't worry, it's me, my money. If you want golden shoes with spikes and red, what they call the ones called red soles. Speak out, you know it now. Uh, you want that? You can even do your own red, white, red. But but my point is this: for me, it's, it's so ex- I'm so excited because I realize, oh wow, I carry a blessing, and I do have a responsibility. <laughs> so now my time has finished. I do have a responsibility. You know, it's an it's tied to purpose. Look, eh? Next week, maybe I'll start from. Oh, Whenever I speak again, I'll start from this whole will all Christians become billionaires? Will all Christians become billionaires? Because sometimes when we think about wealth, we think about this just stupendous where there's just money everywhere and you don't have to worry. But I realize that some of that comes out of a worship for money where there's a security you think money will give to you. but Bible speaks about that separately. Our simple prayer this morning um, is God, I want to trust in you concerning wealth and finances. Let the blessing that we have in Christ Jesus, let it find expression in my life. Someone wants to say to God, Lord, you are my source. You are my source. And I, you know, I I see here that you might have a purpose for me and the reason you are blessing me and will bless me. And I yield to you. It will mean that you will learn some things. You will do some things a bit differently. The blessing will first affect the way you think and then what you end. But it says I am the one who gives you the power to create wealth. And you can you can have a generator and not put it on. I'd like you to, let's bow our heads and let's pray this morning very quickly. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.